my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, Great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Tyler Grant. Always a great time talking to Ty. Uh, We covered a lot. We talked about uh, 4chan, uncovering a whole bunch of videos and texts from Hunter Biden's iCloud. Um, We talked about the madness happening happening across the globe in the last four days, from Japan to England to Sri Lanka. Um, And we talked about the, the, the general state of domestic affairs heading into the midterms. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Tyler, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. If you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Tyler Grant. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Tyler Grant. Ty, how you been, man? Dude, I've been doing, uh, doing pretty good, man, since our last, uh, our last pod where we were, we're doing a lot of crop talk. So <laughs> I've got, uh, I now have a couple of ghost peppers that are on the bloom. So uh, be be sending those up to you in due time. How about you, man? I, uh, you went straight after ghost peppers, huh? That is, uh, that's a bold move. Those things are... Dude. It came, it came from a guy on, I think it was like YouTube or Twitter or somewhere. He was like, you know, man, like it's only the real pepperheads, man, that can grow ghost peppers or Carolina reapers. And I was like, dude, people have been planting things on the planet for like 5,000 years. I can, I can grow ghost peppers. They're a little, they're a little difficult, but I've got a, a couple on the vine right now and I've got a couple Carolina reapers ready to go. And they are, um, you uh you don't you don't want to touch those. They're uh they're a little they're a little oil's a little hot. Made that mistake the other day. So uh but yeah, I'll be sending those up to you. They're pretty good. I'm gonna oh, make yeah. a little Oh can't wait, dude. We uh yeah, I mean definitely don't pick those and then like touch your eyes. That would be uh that'd be no. a little situation. No. My uh what's doing best up here is our squash and zucchinis. I'm picking like five zucchinis a day, it's ridiculous. I mean they're growing like wildfire, man. Jalapenos are doing well. Habaneros haven't haven't sprouted yet. Kale, collards, lettuce, all that stuff is doing good. Dude, I, I loved your post where you were uh, you had all your your crops laid out that you'd just gone and pick. Man, that that is like the ultimate man dream. Where you just go out to the field, get what you need, come back in, make yourself a little steak. Mm, that's oh, the move. Yeah, man. And then hunting season starts back up again on uh, September first, so I'll be able to take the shotgun out to the woods and start shooting squirrels here in a month and a half. Can't can't wait for that, dude. I'm all about yeah. uh, acquiring my own food. I mean, one, food's extraordinarily expensive, thanks to the Democrats. So uh, you know, growing stuff and shooting stuff is it's just the way to go, man. It's either that or we cut back our, like, you know, lifestyle of eating good food, and I'm not willing to do that. So got to just, you know, it's time to take matters into our own hands. Hey, man, if you got, you got a good water purifying system, a little solar panel action, and access to access to food and growing food, I mean, you're all, you're all set. Got to got to acquire land in, in the upcoming like fifty years. So we'll see how it goes, man. As we're building out families and whatnot. So just uh, you know, 
pay attention to what BlackRock's doing, and they, they know what's up. They're acquiring land. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, of course. It's also got some graphic of what Bill Gates has been acquiring over the past 25 years in property, and it's interesting. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, the world is terrifying also this week. Um, it's been a heck of a, what, 72 hours, three, four days. Um, obviously, it's a short podcast, so we can't, we're not going to be able to get to all of it, but in the last four days... Um, the former prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated. Um, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson was forced to resign. Um, the government of Sri Lanka has, has collapsed. Uh, it won't be the first state to collapse in that region, by the way. Um, so, I mean, before we get to all the domestic stuff going on, any any big takeaways from any of these massive happenings across the world? I mean, I think the overarching principle is what we've always talked about on this show, which is that everywhere that there is chaos, China is moving. And yeah, yep. growing bigger and bigger and greater influence. And I think as you know, you see Japan destabilize, you see Sri Lanka destabilized. I mean, China already had a foothold in Sri Lanka with I forgot the port's name, but they basically did this like credit enhancement program where they essentially project financed it and then took control. And they continue to gain more and more maritime access and control over Southeast Asian countries and so it's a big win for China anytime there's destabilization in the region, as well as Ukraine and Russia, where for some reason, you know, with our not to bring it back to the domestic problem, but we are having problems at the pump with prices. But we've decided that we're going to ship emergency reserve American oil overseas during this crisis, because that somehow makes sense. And you have the crisis between and the war between Ukraine and Russia, which China is moving in there as well. So. It's not good, man. It's not good for the long term, you know, efficacy and strategy of the United States of America and certainly not with uh, President Biden, who is asleep at the wheel and or in bed with the Chinese as the big guy. But unclear. Unclear, yet kind of clear. <laughs> but right, yeah. un- well, unclear to Joe Biden himself, yeah, but, but uh, relatively clear to the rest of us. You know what I mean? Lest we get banned on Twitter and or told that we're a crazy person until, you know, we get video of it on Hunter Biden's laptop or something. Right. And I mean, look, uh, going back to Ukraine, I mean, zero crop yield in most of Ukraine, you know, the, the breadbasket of Europe, one of the largest grain producers in the world, th- that was going to result in food shortages and starvation in places like Yemen and places like Sri Lanka. Um, obviously, like, like you said, the Chinese are, are more than happy to step in with some predatory um, loans, you know, once uh, the Sri Lankans uh, cobble together some form of government, I don't know if it'll be the the, the military or, or who will take over. Um, Jim Garrity over at National Review pointed out um, this morning in the morning jolt that uh, Pakistan is nearing uh, Sri Lanka territory regarding their soaring debt, uh, massive inflation, even worse than we have it here, and, and their currency is faltering entirely, the same as, as Sri Lanka. Um, Pakistan also has 165 active nuclear warheads, right? So, like, when we're talking about these these governments that are on the brink of collapse, a lot of folks in the region would love to get their hands on those nukes. So it's like these things don't happen in a vacuum. You know what I mean? If if Sri Lanka is the first domino to fall, I mean, we could see some we could see a nation like Pakistan follow in the next year or so, un- unfortunately. And you know, I don't know. I, I I'm not predicting that that's going to happen but if, you, if you're talking about a country looking their economy is looking almost exactly how the sri lankan economy has looked recently obviously on a much larger scale and they have 165 nukes yeah i mean 100 like any 
all of those countries, there, there was an interesting thing that I, I actually, I had tried to write an article about it, but it just became sort of a, a really cumbersome research experiment. But it sort of was a, uh, the idea that trade and the actual output of each of the countries, it sort of becomes this massive cyclical, I forgot exactly what I was going to call it, but it was, it was sort of like the, the Asian trade circle or something where products are produced in Taiwan, then they're produced in Pakistan, then they're produced in India, then they're produced in Sri Lanka or Vietnam. And they kind of, it kind of cycles through as like prices change, factories needs change, resources change. And, and we just sort of cycle getting all of our different products. And there was a study that was done like 10 years ago or something that was like any sort of faltering of two of those countries at the same time would produce just crazy economic collapse in supply chains for the rest of the world. And if you're looking at a Taiwan that's in the shadow of China right now, and China's already you know, expressed that it was wanting to flex its muscles there, we have no stomach to, to defend. I mean, uh, there is no question that either Joe Biden or Kamala Harris would do anything to protect our ally in, in Taiwan or uh, Pakistan, which as you say, you know, ha has issues with their currency. Either of those two falter, that's a that's a global economic catastrophe all at once. And I'm not I'm not sure that a lot of people are paying attention to exactly how we get supply chains um, back to normal or protecting at least the American aspect of that. But it's not a it's not a good problem. And when you have I mean hundreds of people storm the capital or the the palace of whatever that was in Sri Lanka and just toss it out for what I imagine, like you say, would be a military situation, very similar to, isn't that, isn't that what they had in Vietnam for yeah. the past? Yeah. 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 I mean, not a, not a good situation and certainly does not spell uh, global protection for at least our trade interest abroad. Yeah. I mean, it's the old, it's the old saying, you know, society is nine meals from anarchy, right? Nine missed <laughs> meals from anarchy. Um, yeah, I mean, the Sri Lankan government just straight up said we're bankrupt. We have no money. We have no food. We have, you know, we are defaulting on our, our interest on our loan payments. You know, there's nothing we can do. And I, I tell you what, man, I, society is nine meals away from anarchy. I mean, governments had better fear the people if they're hungry, you know. That's when you get actual insurrections. Not, you know, grandma taking a walk through the Capitol building insurrections. You know, we're talking about the kind where politicians' heads end up on pikes, you know. Um you know, things are going to get a lot ugly, a lot uglier than they already are um, with these food shortages. Um, let, let's let's change gears here to some domestic stuff. Um, oh, man, I was really worried right there. You're going to go speaking of politicians heads on. Pikes, oh, gosh. Japanese <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> oh, no. no, honestly, uh, I'm really glad that you didn't make that transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just to mention Shinzo Abe a little bit, it does look, from everything I've read, that this wasn't even a political assassination. It was just a madman um, who just wanted to kill a famous person and saw Shinzo Abe there and kind of didn't even realize who he was. You know, like I, I kind of assumed, I was like, oh, was this like China? You know, who like who would want to kill this guy? He's obviously still extremely popular in Japan. But it looks like it was just one of those, just wrong place, wrong time. Just some madman duct taped a couple pipes together, built a homemade shotgun and, and there it was. Is that, is that, I, I actually haven't read a whole bunch in the last couple of days about it, but it, last time I checked, that's where we were. Yeah. I mean, that's what I kind of saw as well. I mean, it's, uh, you know, not to, not to bring it back domestically, but you know, the NPR running the article that was like, you know, conservative oh, gosh, crazy yeah. person, 
Abe, you know, I mean, the dude's the dude's not even cold yet. And they're like, well, I mean, did he deserve it because he's conservative? You know, like they give that kind of wink, wink to their readership. Like, don't don't mourn this person because he he shared viewpoint. You know, he, had, he like played around at golf with Donald Trump and therefore might want to think about it. Problematic, Mr. Abe, conservative, you know, potentially conservative. And then and then more generally to bring it back where. I, I keep forgetting that we just it's almost been just scrubbed from the news. Didn't didn't someone try to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh the other day? Yeah. Yeah. A few weeks okay. ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just just making sure that was not forgot because it seems uh I, I haven't seen a lot about that. By the way, I mean corporate journalists are just the dumbest people on the face of the earth. I mean, there's nothing conservative, at least in like the American or Western sense, about uh Shinzo Abe. I mean, he's a Keynesian. I, I mean, I suppose he was to the right of, like, former prime ministers in Japan who were essentially like a, you know, like an Asian-style version of communist, you know? So, like, he he was somewhat in favor of free markets. But he was basically, like, on economics, he was basically like Obama. It's like, print a bunch of money, stimulus, you know, to industries, you know? It was like, he was not, like, a right-winger. <laughs> you know, he'd be about about where Barack Obama and Joe Biden are on, on economics. But, you know, journalists are the dumbest among us so they're you know they never, never put it past oh, so oh yeah, yeah. trump said something nice about the guy so obviously yeah he's evil. Uh, obviously you know so a bunch of yeah. dorks over on uh 4chan hacked hunter biden's phone <laughs> and leaked a whole bunch of wild videos and texts that were on his phone you know videos of him smoking crack with hookers among a lot of other things um saying a bunch of colorful things about uh uh, Jill Biden, the first lady. Zero coverage from corporate hey, media, hey, obviously. But yeah, what's that? Doctor. 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 <laughs> Jill Biden, please. Um, Historic wow. doctor, Jill Biden, wow. first lady. <laughs> I, look, I, I know it's boring and it's played out and it's tiresome and it's not worth much because Democratic voters don't care. But like, I, I hate the stupid line. Can you imagine if the parties were reversed and all that? But it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, if this were one of Donald Trump's kids banging hookers in Russia with Donald Trump's money. Because that's what, like, we literally have video evidence. I mean, that is what Hunter Biden is doing on video. And it's, Dude, there, was, there was article after article when, when Trump first took office of, like, Ivanka had some sort of, like, business deal in Southeast Asia or something like that. And they were making, like, crazy hay out of, like, the labor at, like, a third-party warehouse that supplied like some small aspect of her clothing line and it was like the front cover of like the new yorker and all this different stuff like it's insane if they were literally playing the same sport we would be seeing i mean picture after picture after it, it would run constantly around the clock until joe biden resigned if if the tables were turned it's not we're not playing the same sport and i think you know, Democratic voters might not care, but the, the Central American people do care when they see just complete different treatment of the, you know, the rich and famous and the rich and powerful and how people are. I mean, I saw I saw some video today where like Hunter Biden is litigating with, I, I guess, a hooker. How much like either Coke or crack? Oh, it's crack. It like, it no, crack. No, no, yeah. it's 206. It's 207. And it's like, what? I mean. People are spending lifetimes in jail for that same crime. And I, I imagine like, I mean, if you're a minority, if you're, you know, a low income 
white guy that's serving time for meth or something like that, you got to be looking at like, are you kidding me? Or no family members that are serving, you know, 10, 15, 20 years for something like that. Or, I mean, just, I mean, I mean, you've got guns, I've got guns, the gun usage and or registration issues of Mr. Biden. I mean, people are serving mandatory minimums for just possession of handguns. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, I think people are looking at that like this is this is just complete differing treatment of the rich and famous. Yeah, I mean, when, when the Biden regime emptied the strategic uh, petroleum reserve a few weeks ago, it turns out there was a massive sale, like you, you alluded to earlier, of gas to the Chinese Communist Party through a company that Hunter Biden's firm owns a one point seven billion dollar stake in. I mean, like, come on. Like, th- this is like, I-, I know the word treason gets thrown around a lot, so I'm going to try not to use it here. But, like, obviously Joe Biden should immediately be impeached and removed from office. I mean, this is so much worse than than Nixon spying on the Democrats or, or Trump doing, I don't know, nothing. <laughs> like, whatever, like, having a, a phone call with Zelensky before anybody knew who Zelensky was, you know, over in Ukraine. I mean, like, this is, like, this is so egregious. It's so ridiculous. It's so over the top. I mean, it's, and the fact that, like, the, the press is so uncurious that, like, the son of the sitting president is, like, the worst degenerate we've ever seen in this country. I mean, this is, like, I, I, I'd compare this guy to, like, Commodus or somebody like that, but that would, like, it's not a great example because Commodus's father was Marcus Aurelius, and Joe Biden is a mentally handicapped degenerate himself. So <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't quite work out. It's not like... You know, Hunter Biden's father is this great man or, or, you know, philosopher or something. But, like, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, like, the press doesn't even want ratings, apparently. Like, if you want something that's going to rate, it's this. this, You know what I mean? Like, they'll 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 drive their own businesses in the ground. They'll they'll, you know, throw up the middle finger to their own shareholders if it means they can protect the Democrats. It's incredible. I mean, dude, the, the so a couple of things. The first thing is the modern press corps is a bunch of morons. Like I know people that I'll see them post little, little silly stories that they've called, like they've texted me or called me or shot me a Twitter DM and been like, Hey man, what's your take on this? And <laughs> I've, you know, I've offered kind of like a 50,000 foot version of like, you know, the economy or something, you know, in like an off the record way. And they've like published almost verbatim my email to them. about like (laughs) the economy and the status of the economy or like people asking me about China. Cause like, I don't know, I've read a lot of books about China, but like, I'm not like an expert, you know, I wouldn't, I would never hold myself out of it. It's like, Hey, what do you think Xi Jinping's doing with this? And then I'll, you know, write back like a little, like two sentence blurb and they'll like run it. And I'm talking like the New York times, the wall street journal, you know, well, not that guy, that guy's a little more legit. The, but I mean, certainly like this girl at the Washington post, I mean, just morons. And you know, we'll run this stuff and you're like, are you kidding me? You're a pro. Like, I hope you're kind of like asking other people. Like, I, you almost like feel irresponsible because you're like, geez, like, come on. man. Like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, you're asking these people to actually like research and like check on is <laughs> and like think critically and ask other questions. That's not going to do that, man. They're sitting in Adams Morgan having a beer with a couple of their friends who are also reporters. And they're all just talking to each other about how how great they are and how sophisticated they are because they got a byline. Like, we're not we're we're not sending our best to Washington D.C. I'll just tell you that. And I mean, yeah. to talk about like the the differing treatment. I mean, I remember when Donald Trump 
like took a call from the current president of Taiwan congratulating him on winning the election. And it was the front cover of every liberal news organization that this was a crisis and that we were going to end up going to straight up war with China because he had usurped, you know, 50 or 60 years of U.S. China foreign policy and and we have what looks like straight up evidence of self-dealing corruption, certainly like some aspects of like a cover up and then kickbacks from a, you know, I would say a very, very questionable regime in Ukraine and both and certainly a questionable regime regime in China. And it's like, hey, nothing to see here, man. If you talk Hunter Biden's laptop, people people will go, oh, God, are you like are you like an Infowars person? It's like, um, I don't I don't I, I think every news organization has said that it's uh, subjectively true now. But 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 sure. But yeah, I mean. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs that we live in. I mean, as you and I have talked about before, and, the, and you know, and I'll reiterate the prediction, the second that they get blown out in the midterms, we will start seeing report after report after report that Joe Biden's unfit and that he's not going to be able to run again. And, that, you know, it's just it's time for the party to move on. And, well, you know, the, the green light will be lit so that they can talk about the corruption that we've known about for years now and knew about before the 2020 election. And right at two years and a day. It'll be open season on Joe Biden to the point that he will resign so that Kamala Harris could potentially have 10 years. That will one thing. And if she's not already orchestrating that, she's crazy and she's dumber than I think that she is. But I think that that's, she's she's teeing it up so that she doesn't she doesn't lose her her second term if it's you know a day before that. But right at that sweet spot of two years in a day, Kamala Harris president. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I I think you're probably right. I mean, just this morning, a New York Times Siena poll has Biden at 33 percent approval, 60 percent disapproval. The yeah. the Real Clear Politics average has him at an all time low, 37 percent approval. I mean, these are like, I mean, this is like Bush. These this is worse than Bush 2007, in terms of numbers. This is much worse than Donald Trump on January 6th, 2021. <laughs> Which is just hilarious to me. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I I have to think you're right. And you know, I I'm I'm starting to change my tune on that too because I thought that they were just gonna keep propping this guy up no matter what. Because like Kamala Harris is not gonna win the presidency. I mean, it's just she's zero just one, awful. Zero. She's awful. The Pete Buttigieg is awful. I mean, they they need the they lost the Hispanic vote. Pete Buttigieg will never get the black vote. You're not you're not allowed to say why. <laughs> we all know why, but you're not allowed to say it out loud. But uh, you know he's he's not going to win the minority vote. And, yeah. Like, yeah. What's that? No, no, that that is pretty funny. Like that we all know why, but you can't say it, which is very like it just goes to show you know how uncritical people are and how you get you gotta like treat certain groups of like the Democrats treat entire groups of people with kid gloves. It's the funniest. Anyways, well, and, just, and it's just that these these Democrats and these reporters just literally have never met a black person before. They just don't know. They have no black friends. They just have no. white liberal coastal elitist friends, and that's it. Like they've never actually talked to minorities, which is hilarious. But it's like I don't. I can still see a scenario where they just stick it out with Biden. Like I, I don't know. I mean, because he is declining mentally so fast, like even faster than I thought. I mean, he obviously had, you know late stage dementia when he took office but now it's to the point where i mean like you know he doesn't even 
he's basically working from noon to four, you know, which is when I had a grandmother who passed away who had uh, dementia um, about four years ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was her. I mean, she'd have good days and bad days. Some days she, you know, couldn't really function. Some days she'd be okay. Midday, noon to four o'clock-ish were, you know, primetime mornings and evenings were completely out. Um, and that's Joe Biden. I mean, that's what we're looking at right now. Um, and I, there's another big example of just how complicit Democratic voters are, too. Um, and we'll see. I mean, you know, maybe Biden has a 30% floor of, of, of support. But there's some news coming out of Pennsylvania this morning, and a lot of people probably haven't even seen this one. John Fetterman, the, the hard-left uh, Senate candidate, Democrat, running against the worst candidate the GOP could possibly come up with, Dr. Oz. Um, so Fetterman had a, had a stroke two months ago, right before winning the uh, Democratic uh, nomination. And apparently his staffers have been lying this whole time about the severity of his stroke. I mean, uh, the guy apparently has not regained the ability to speak, or at least speak coherently. So we went from, oh, it's no big deal, minor stroke, he'll be fine, to, yeah, he can't really speak English right now. Um, They're saying he's going to rejoin the campaign trail soon, but obviously um, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I pray he recovers. I hope he lives to 120 and then regains full function and everything, but... I mean, it's like, dude, this is a pattern. Like, it's this is becoming a pattern with the Democrats. I mean, this guy will not campaign. The press will prop him up. And, uh, I mean, Republicans and Donald Trump was a really crap the bed on this one. You know, they, they nominated a, a liberal TV doctor who's who lives in New Jersey, not, not even from Pennsylvania. So this, this man who can't speak English will win. Like, he's going to win. And then we're going to have a mentally handicapped president, a senator from Pennsylvania who can't speak English. And, I mean, it's, is it too much? Is it too much for to ask Democrats to nominate people who can communicate? Like, I'm not even trying to be a dick here, man. Like, the man had a stroke. I, I pray he recovers. But what are, we do, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, is this a strategy on the left? Just nominate people who just can't campaign so they don't have to campaign, knowing the press will just cover for them? It's like, this is just incredible, man. My good, If this man wins without having, like, a single press conference between here and November... I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I can. <laughs> it happened. In I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, it, dude, if you if you if you just Google it, one of the first four articles, like if you type in PA Senate race Fetterman, the top four articles have things to watch: sarcastic tweets, something about Oz, uh, Fetterman to bombard Oz over residency on airwaves. The fourth article is. Where in the world is Dr. Oz? <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not until you get to the sixth result, oh, come which is on. John Fetterman off PA Senate campaign trail, but polls show him leading Dr. Oz. It's just like, oh what? my gosh. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's amazing. I mean, there would be fitness articles. It would just be all over if, oh, it, was, if it was the opposite. But I mean, it makes sense, man. Like, imagine, imagine being a Democratic operative right now. You have to simultaneously appease normal 75-year-old retiree who's been a, a lifetime Democratic progressive voter who, you know, is has like normal liberal progressive views on things. And then like the AOC types who are like, we should, you know, arrest all billionaires and and take all their, their money and, and distribute it in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, it's just imagine playing that game. It'd be impossible. So keeping them off the trail and just hoping 
that the press carries your water and just says, hey, look, like Dr. Oz, he's a bad guy. You know, vote the vote, vote with your conscience, which means voting progressive. <laughs> you know, like that's what they need. And I mean, Joe Biden, how many how many rallies did he actually have? Like he they filled him up to to run for or to the to do the debates. But outside of that, like he didn't campaign. Like he just he kind of hung out and we just and they just let it fester and ran cover for him until until they ultimately won. And I mean, we saw that with the Hunter Biden stuff as well. I mean, it's just it's not good, man. But it's just, it, it, the, the rot here is so deep. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to make too much of a, a, a big deal over this one Senate race, but it's like I'm not sure what it says about Democratic voters. Like, if this guy wins, and I think he will win. I mean, Dr. Oz is terrible. And, I mean, obviously, Republican primary voters in Pennsylvania are to blame, too. They didn't have to vote for for Dr. Oz just because Trump told them to. And it's Trump deserves a lot of blame, too. I mean, the guy—I mean, I don't know what the heck he was thinking with that, except for he just has a giant ego and will in- endorse anybody who, like, sucks up to him. <laughs> so it's like, I guess it's probably as simple as that. But I don't know what it— says about democratic voters that they keep doing stuff like this i mean this man nearly died and can't speak and he's beating the republican by double digits i mean it's like democrats hate the right so much they will vote for people who can't speak english it's like i'm not i'm not quite sure how the how we he we mend those fences i don't know how the country comes back from that i mean it's like corporate media has cultivated so much hatred on the left for normal people like you and me that they don't care who the candidates are as long as they can hurt us. And, like, you know, Donald Trump lies a whole lot. But one of the truest things he ever said, and this is true, you know, he's like, they don't hate me, they hate you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that is true. I mean, they, they hate us. They hate, you know, pro-life Americans. They hate people that, that, that like capitalism. They, they hate religious people. They, the, the press and the, the politicians have, have cultivated so much hatred for guys like you and me that they don't care. I mean, they, they don't care. I, honestly, I think if you—because I've talked, dude. I'm, I'm from Toledo, Ohio, one of the bluest cities in America. Most of my friends are on the left. Most of those people are on the hard left. Okay, I've talked to friends and family members that are like, yeah, yeah, we know Biden's mentally handicapped. We know he has Alzheimer's. I don't care. We just hate Republicans. We hate Trump. <laughs> they'll, they'll just tell you. And it's like, that's—how do we— how do we reconcile that? You know, if half the country hates us so much that they they just they don't even care who the leadership of the nation is as long as it's not a Republican, like to their own detriment. I have a buddy. I mean, I'm not, I'll, I'd obviously never say names on this podcast, but I have a, a good friend of mine who literally says, he's like, yeah, I mean, the Democrats are they've destroyed the economy. My 401k is worth nothing. I can't afford to live. But, yeah, I'm going to keep voting for him because I hate Republicans. Literally said that word for word, essentially. It's like, I, I, like how do we, how do you come back from that? Like how do we how do how do we negotiate with people like that? Like I, I don't know I'm not quite sure I'm interested in negotiating with people like that. I mean you know as we've discussed before, I think if you are a parent or if you are about to be one or you're looking ahead in the next 10 15 years, you do have to ask yourself how in the world am I going to situate my family in the the world in which that we're, we're currently living in. I mean, there's very few states that number one will give you access to the ability to like put your kid in the school that you want to put it in and put them into or uh, provide an education that would, you know, certainly be like a Christian education that you and I would want our kids to grow up in. And, right. and I don't know, man, I, some of the, some of the stuff about abortion and I, some of the, some of the other stuff, I mean, being from Florida, you, you see the, 
the powers that be trying to push some things that are you're like, what in the world are you doing? Like this is this is crazy, and used to be the way that people would. I guess, try to govern and, and certainly run for office was like, hey, I'm going to try to make sure that the government gets out of the way to make your day a little easier, make your life a little easier, put a little more money in your pocket, things like that. Some of these Democrats, the things that they run on are absolutely insane. Like, I, I mean, just just to give like a local example, I mean, some of these people that run for, for sheriff and listening to some of the things that they say when it's like people just want like to not feel like they're going to get shot going down the street or that if, you know, if God forbid they accidentally left their car unlocked, they're not going to come back to their car stolen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just very basic things. And you just like the the Democratic kind of doublespeak that you have to say where you don't want to like, we're not going to arrest people and we're going to put money in different crap. And you know, you're like, what, what in the world is going on here, man? Like, what, what are we doing as a nation? And I don't know. I mean, I, I've thought about this a lot, which is that there is certainly used to be there was sort of a thread line that you could kind of run through both parties and be like, hey, look, like this is sort of like the values of America, you know, it's like kind of, kind of in there. I mean, if you were to try to do that now on basically any topic, I'm not exactly sure what that thread line would be other than that, you know, both parties want you to be able to buy more stuff for yourself, but like, you know, freedom, like, what does that mean? I, I, you know, there's no consensus there. What we should do in foreign policy, there's 0.0% consensus there. Domestic policy. I mean, we're, we're currently engulfed in a debate where one side is, is lying through their teeth about what the Supreme Court ruling about abortion is. And the other party is now deciding how, I mean, you know, I've talked about this before too, about how crazy we're going to go now that, you know, now that abortions have been pushed to the States and, you know, there's certain radical elements that would be like, well, now that we got them on the rope, should we like ban birth control? It's like, God, can you not? <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I do grow like concerned when it's like if you're trying to find like that kind of thread thread line of like what it means to be an American. I, I, I don't know, man. Like they, we're really, really stretching and, and it's getting really, really frayed trying to figure out what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it used to be the common thread just being you had to have that inherent desire to live free you know that was the common thread that tied all americans together and that does not exist anymore i'd say it's maybe 30 percent, 20 percent of the country wants to live free um less i don't know i mean not a lot of republicans do um anymore either and obviously none of the democrats well it's just crazy how much like covid like broke people into like the like really really hit that part of the brain that was like public safety or like being being safe and and rather than like take it and be like hey like let's figure out how we can make a society that is safe and free it was like no 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 we're gonna just put the entire you know weight of the government on the safety aspect to make everyone the most safe they could possibly be at the at the you know and then and then rather than bringing everybody together with that the democrats were like screw it let's just make everybody the enemy that doesn't you know, provide exactly this little like consensus that we've reached about what that means. And at that point, it just was like, well, wait a minute, like everyone's not so far apart. Half the country is being labeled an enemy of the state immediately by like not getting vaccinated or not wearing a mask or, you know, whatever it was. So now we're just all looking at each other like, 
you know, what, what is going on here? And it's hard to take anybody at like good faith anymore because every action over at least the past like two or three years had some sort of sinister intent. So I don't know, man. It's even dumber. It's even dumber and more ridiculous than the Israelites wanting to go back to Egypt because at least they had food in Egypt as slaves. It's even worse than that because it's the government's fault you can't afford food now. Like, it's like you weren't, like, it's not like the government, like, even during COVID, it's not like the government was actually, like, taking care of you by giving you a $1,200 check or whatever after they closed your business down and destroyed your life. I mean, it's not even like, oh, we got to, we you know, we, you know, Stockholm Syndrome, we got to worship the state because at least they protect us. No, they don't. They don't even arrest violent criminals. Like, the murder rate's up everywhere in every major city. Like, they're not protecting you. The government hates you. They're never going to protect you. Look at the Uvalde school shooting. The cops aren't going to save you. You're going to stand there as your kids get shot. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> turn back. We at least had food in Egypt. It's like, you're not even that. You're just saying turn back. It's just, I don't want to think about it, and I'd rather be a slave to the state because my brain is so small, I can't. I don't even want to, like, make decisions for myself. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, ugh, it's even worse. Like, for so, somehow it's worse than the, the ancient Israelis. I mean, it's, it's terrifying, too. I mean, if, if, you know, again, like, as we go, I don't know, man, as we go through the, the deeper the investigation process, which, God, you know, relying on reporters, we'll see how that all shakes out. But if it's true that we funded the NIH and the NIH had a hand in, in funding some of the elements of the Wuhan lab, and it's found out that actually coronavirus escaped from the Wuhan lab, which is becoming more less of a conspiracy theory and now more of like a eh, probably like we will literally have funded a virus that destroyed our economy. And so it, and then the government saying, yeah, 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 that happened. But trust us, man, trust us, bro. Like, no, we're, we're going to have a healthy skepticism as the founders intended. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, my brother. Uh, you're not really on Twitter anymore. Um, is there, is there anywhere where you would like, uh, the good Dude, folks back Twitter, over to follow is, on the internet. Yeah, Twitter is Russian roulette, man. I, you know, it feels good. You know, you fire off a, a really good tweet, but uh, but yeah, not not for the career as of late. I yeah. I made a YouTube video yesterday of my of my flying exploits that you can check out. Um, built a little in home studio and talked about my first solo flight. So gonna start start getting a little more active there, and then I, I might come back to Twitter. We'll we'll see. I don't know. Quoting off of like Elon Musk saying something funny sounds funny in theory, but we'll see. More <laughs> fun to like watch guys go go do the fight and take it to the libs. I saw you. Uh, I saw. I, I watch. I watch from a distance, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, everybody go to YouTube and uh, watch uh, Tyler's crazy ass fly by himself across the country. Sounds yeah. terrifying. But, uh, uh, and, you know, you can follow him on Twitter anyway, just in case he ever comes back. Um, and that is all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. <laughs>